such a scale, there is no organization based on results that is as meaningless to the good guy and as meaningful as the bad guy as the United Nations. It's true. It is a reflection of the stupidity of humanity. It, frankly, for most of the people involved, it's nothing but a status symbol. It is the ability to jet around the world and for a lot of people to come hang out in the United States uh, on somebody else's dime. The news at the top of the hour noted that for this huge, this massive, very important, we're always told how important the United Nations is, and for all, oh, this is where the world leaders get together. The national, the permanent members of the National Security Council, of which there are five, and the purpose of that council is to maintain peace and stability in the international community. One of the members is Russia. Putin is not attending because there is an international arrest warrant out for him for uh, crimes against humanity. It is an absolute farce. We have seen this body put leaders like Kim Jong-un on the Human Rights Commission. we're, We're the only country that is even showing up that is a permanent member on that National Security Council. France is like, we have better things to do. I don't know what England's deal is. China, they're not even sending lower level people. It's just a, a, you know, this is a country that still has slaves in concentration camps. The United Nations also facilitates a place at the table, gives a place at the table to to the worst people in the world. They validate these individuals by giving them places. Vladimir Putin, well, we all sit around and talk about what a horrible evil this guy this is. And, and you know, NATO talks about what a danger he is. We have to just, you know, give him a blank check as taxpayers because he's the worst guy in the world. Uh, meanwhile, he's got a seat on the Security Council in the United Nations, the governing body to keep peace and stability in the world. I used to, like many of you, I believe, see the United Nations as worthless. I would use that. That's worthless. I don't even know. It's worthless. It's not worth. It's it's. It has a tremendous worth to Russia, to China, to North Korea, because it puts them on the same level as the United States and and the. the I'll just say the good countries. In the, the, the behavior of the United Nations, there are ultimately no consequences for your actions if you are a bad guy. None. You don't get kicked off committees. You don't suffer any sort of punitive action. It just, it doesn't happen. And frankly, some of the worst human atrocities have happened at the hands of the United Nations. 
There have been numerous instances in which it was learned. And so, you know, it, what we learn is only a fraction of what actually happens in which you have the United Nations stationing people in some of these third world countries, generally African countries, to provide food and aid and would only give it to children in exchange for sex with the children. Running essentially the United Nations running rape camps in exchange for food and medicine. That's the United Nations. What other organization can get away with that? But then if you talk about maybe we shouldn't be a member of this, how dare you? It's the single greatest institution ever. What sort of madman can you imagine the reaction if you had any of the uh, no Democrat candidate would do it? I don't know, maybe RFK. But any Republican candidate say we should not be part of the UN, they would act as if that were the same as kicking Jesus in the shins. Yeah, the UN. Oh, I mean, rejecting the UN, that's rejecting the desire for peace. Only a madman would reject the UN. No, because madmen are given a seat at the table at the UN. The United Nations acts as a lifeline to the most evil dictators on this planet. We hear so much about, you know, well, North Korea or the Taliban. Well, if they don't behave, they're going to isolate themselves from the world, right? We talk as if that is, is some sort of tool to be used to pressure bad guys being into good guys. We hear that all the time. Well, they're going to isolate themselves from the world, not as long as the UN exists. Because the UN opens their arms. Oh, come on in the world. You're just the same as everyone else. Have a seat at the table. What an embarrassment of humanity and the embarrassment of humanity beyond just the behavior of the United Nations as an institution and the lack of doing anything meaningful other than helping out the worst players in the world is the fact that we all act like we got to be part of it. I mean, there's not a single that I'm aware of candidate for the presidency and on the Republican side even that has said, you know, here are all the reasons we should not be part of this organization. But it's that little thing in humanity. Well, how I know it's always been around. It's the way that, you know, we've always done it. It's like the yellow pages used to be. You'd have all these businesses, well, you know, I don't really think it does us any good, but you got to be in the yellow pages or businesses with the Chamber of Commerce. Well, I know they don't really necessarily look out for us and everything, but, you know, it's just one of those things you got to do. The United Nations, well, sure, they prop up dictators and we don't get anything out of it other than taxpayers having to write check after check after check so that they can validate the evildoers of the world. But, you know, it's the United Nations. You got to be a member. So bad they indoctrinate kids in schools. Model UN. I went through that. You know how long it took me to realize how worthless the... That's what you... Model UN. Oh, this is fun. Oh, after school club and, oh, you know, kind of got together. It's very social. That's why I think Model UN is very appealing because it's social, just like the real UN. It's just a big social club. Remember going to... I think it was in Carrington Hall at MSU. Oh, this big model UN with schools all over Missouri eating pizza at Mr. Gotti's because it was close by. 
Oh, you come up with these resolutions and, oh, I'm going to do this and that. And at some point, I, I, I pieced it all together. This is meaningless. I was like, so once this, I, and it, I, I just remember that, that moment of inability to comprehend, well, how does this stuff work, though? Okay, so we put these resolutions together, and we're like, all right, we all vote. Yep, this is what needs to happen. Who, who makes it happen? Well, you know, I, it's just one of those things where you, you hope that the, like, so nobody, essentially. It's like a bunch of people getting together and playing make-believe in terms of positive, meaningful results. You know, they really have stepped up and provided the world so many reasons to go, you know what, they are worth having around. Good morning, I'm Color 10's Jesse Inman. Here's a look at what's making news on your Tuesday. City Utilities gets the go-ahead to raise its usage rates. CU says customers will see a roughly $5 increase on their monthly bill over three years, ending at an extra $15 a month for the average household in 2026. City Utilities telling Color 10 the increase was needed due to inflation. That extra money will go toward equipment management, such as pole maintenance and replacement. Springfield Police issuing a reminder for people not to give money without knowing what the cause is. A group of traveling scammers have been standing on the side of the road with children and asking for money. On Sunday, police responded to six intersections around town for people standing in the medians with children asking for money. For Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. For those of you that feel the human compassion part of you make you compelled to give money. Oh, look, they brought kids. It's marketing, by the way, just the story here that Jesse had. Here's what you need to understand. Giving a person that you have no clue who they are. No clue. Of course, they're going to have a sign. Maybe they'll have a puppy. That's a big one. Dogs. I got kids. You feel compelled to give them money. You know nothing about who they actually are, what you know, other than what they're telling you. That is no different than giving money to somebody on the internet who says they're from Nigeria and uh, they have a bunch of money in a bank account and all they need is for you to... And, and now how many of us look at that and we're like, what sort of idiot falls for a scam like that but will hand $20 to some random person on a street corner because we feel bad? There's no difference. Traffic update. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Sarah Myers, everyone. Hey, thank you. Well, you know how I always tell you about Beatles property maintenance and how if you have kind of an odd job around your home, it may be something that the Beatles team can help you out with. Well, I had a, lis- a listener reach out to me yesterday and they asked me if Beatles property maintenance could paint a chain link fence. So I reached out to Bruce and he was like, well, I have never done that. That's kind of an odd job, but uh, we'd be happy to take a it's look at it. It's been done. My neighbor did it yeah, years ago. Yeah. So he was like, you know, maybe it's something we can do. So just give him my phone number and that's why I always recommend that if you do have that job that you're not exactly sure if it is something that Beatles can do, just give them a call. And of course, the Beatles team, they can help you out with uh, mold remediation, water restoration, bathroom remodels, crawl space repairs. They can help you out with all of those items as well. So if you are looking for a great company to help you out with your home repairs and maintenance, highly recommend my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance. Now, Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S, and you can find all of their contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. 
All right. Yesterday, uh, we saw, again, the release of five American hostages in exchange for, or six, five or six, and it was $6 billion? I think it was $6 billion. Yeah, that's, I think that's right. It was, like, well, it was over a, a billion per hostage. Um, this is the second time this term has been used when it comes to a deal like this. And that is, here's the line, the White House maintains it was the best deal they could get. Why do we, we, we've really uh, fallen far from the art of the deal, haven't we? Well, it's the best we could do. I I mean, it's like, (laughs) even if that is the case, do do you really say that? Well, you know, uh, we did what we could, you know. It's the best best that we could do. This puts Americans in this socially awkward or emotionally awkward, I should say, position. Because on one hand, of course, the average person wants to see a wrongfully imprisoned person in a country like Iran released, particularly if they're Americans. But on the you know other hand, we recognize that this is a sort of thing that leads to more kidnappings, more hostage taking. In fact, Kirby was asked about this yesterday. Hey, what about people who say this is just going to lead to more hostage taking? And his attitude about it, his answer was, uh, you know, that's kind of Iran's what they do. We, you know, we can't say that it won't happen. Pretty blasé about it. Now that is a contradiction towards their but there yesterday this this almost tearful announcement and it's all BS. It is all absolutely they 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 what they're trying to do is create an atmosphere in which you'll feel like a horrible person if you criticize the the way they went about it. Kirby just talking about oh how meaningful it was to him and oh tonight uh, you know grandchildren will hug their grandparents and Biden also gave similar sentiment and and it's all done to make anyone who criticizes the payment of ransom for hostages look like a cold-hearted fiend that's that's why it's supposed to buffer that to keep you from opening your big mouth and questioning the way that they've gone about doing this. And you have full acknowledgement by Kirby that, yeah, this might increase hostage taking. You know, but that's just how Iran is. That's, you know, it's what they do. Here's an interesting tidbit as well. So we also gave them five Iranians. Now, some people might out of the gate think that that would be a fair swap. Five Iranians for five Americans. No, but somehow the best deal we could get is that we also had to give them uh, $6 billion in frozen assets or, you know, money that was frozen up. (laughs) That's the best. It's like, 
I, 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 yeah, I try to think of these these different analogies, and you know, here you've got a desk that you are wanting to get rid of because you you like the desk. You just want a darker wood grain. You, know, you want a cherry or something. And and your neighbor actually, they have the exact same desk you do, but they have a lighter. It's it's oak, and uh, and they're like, hey, I'll trade you. We have the exact same desk, but you have one that I like better, and I want and, and vice versa. Okay. Oh, by the way, I you also have to pay me ten thousand dollars. Oh, okay. Well, that's the best deal we can negotiate. Please stop negotiating. Please stop working on these fantastic deals. Two of the Iranians. Now, what, what's your immediate thought when you hear host, or you know, are exchanging prisoners for hostages? Well, the Americans come home. The Iranians go home. Evidently, two of the Iranians are going to stay right here in the good old U.S. of A. The headline, White House, haven't figured out details of freed Iranians staying in U.S., but it's not a concern based on their charges. On Monday's broadcast of CNN News Central, White House National Security Council Coordinator for Strategic Communications, John Kirby, stated that the details of how two of the five Iranians who are being granted clemency under the prisoner swap with Iran haven't been worked out yet, but based on the kinds of crimes they were charged with, I don't think there's any cause for the American people to be concerned about that well if there's anything this administration has done they have given us all reason to feel secure with their assurances right i mean hey as long as the biden administration says don't worry about it it's perfectly fine ah, they pinky swore it's all gonna be good to have two of them stay here in the united states co-host kate Baldwin asked of the Iranian nationals who are expected to be released, John, as part of the agreement, the Iranian foreign minister said today that two of them are expected to stay in the United States. How's that going to work? Well, we don't have all the details nailed down in terms of how they'll stay in the United States. That's really, you know, the Justice Department's taking a look at that. You know, when this administration starts saying, oh, that's their thing, not ours, we're in trouble. This means we're never going to get the answer because you know what happens if you ask the Justice Department? Well, that's not really our thing. That's over here. You need to ask those people. And then, well, okay, Corrine Jean-Pierre, what does the White House say? Well, you're going to have to talk to the State Department about that. I have a feeling we're never going to get an answer. I would ask also that you observe the contradiction in the overflowing of heartfelt compassion and excitement that this administration is demonstrating regarding Americans who are in Iran and wrongfully imprisoned and how we will do anything, Kirby said a couple days ago, what we will continue to do anything and everything versus the treatment of Americans in Afghanistan where the position of the administration, remember this, was, well, we told them that they shouldn't go there. I mean, we, we put out an advisory that you shouldn't be in Afghanistan. We told him to leave. Remember Jen Psaki up there in the White House telling us all that, hey, we told him to leave, so we're just assuming anyone who stays there that's an American, that's their choice. Is that, isn't that a remarkable difference in approach? 
I mean, it's not like the country of Iran is Canada, where Americans can feel wholly secure. When it comes to I mean, it was $6 billion, months we've been told they've been negotiating, and after months, that's the best deal that we could manage to get. When pressed on it, Kirby noting that, hey, we will stop at nothing to get Americans back in these situations. Well, unless you're in Afghanistan, then, hey, told you. You shouldn't have been there in the first place. So we'll just assume that if you're still there and not reaching out to us, it's because you want to be there. See, that's how we know all of these choked up responses, this this uh, play of, of, you know, oh, the, the grandfathers holding their children for, you know, and all of these things. Uh, it's all fake. Not, not that those things aren't going to happen, but their portrayal as just really being touched by all this, because no one who genuinely is touched by a situation like that can so coldly dismiss the Americans that were left behind in Afghanistan. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Last time you got a home loan, went through the process for the purposes of buying a new home, or maybe refinance. If it wasn't with the characters at IWantAGreatHomeLoan.com, were you able to call the person that was personally handling your account at 8.30 on a Saturday and get a hold of them? Were you able to reach out to them on Sunday at 3 o'clock when you realized that you goofed and you deposited cash into your checking account that was over $500 and you're worried that that might throw a wrench into things? Odds are the answer is no, but that's what you get with Don Carricker, Alex Carricker, Anthony Carricker, all the characters, and I want a great homeloan.com because you do. First alert forecast sponsored by Sinclair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Mostly sunny, high near 85 today. There's a strong chance of showers and thunderstorms making their way into the area tonight. Otherwise, mostly cloudy, a low around 63, 72 the high tomorrow with a 70% chance of showers throughout the day. And Thursday, a 40% chance of showers again. Otherwise, sun and a high near 81. American Transmissions talking text line. Speaking of world leaders, none of them probably want to. We're talking about uh, the UN earlier in the hour. And the United States is the only National Security Council permanent member that's showing up. Speaking of world leaders, none of them probably want to listen to Joe Biden talk about how much ice cream he has. And for him to fumble his words over and over, there's a lack of respect for the leader of the United States, for one thing. And uh, I, I have heard uh, something about China. This is separate thought about China striking a deal with Mexico, putting a base in Mexico. Maybe you've talked about it. I don't know. Is this true or not? The, the, so the reports, what everyone recognizes and what's not being denied is that China has been, I mean, it's been putting its footprint everywhere. It has been putting its footprint in Africa and it has been putting its footprint economically speaking in Latin America. Now, <clears throat> there have also been, I don't want to call them rumors, claims that there is a military component to it. This in the media world is being listed as conspiracy theorists or conspiracy theory, which I, if you notice the term conspiracy theory, 
is is only used now to essentially say, oh, it's just not true. Even if it doesn't make sense. What would even be a conspiracy about that? I mean, it's not really a conspiracy. Somebody deciding to set up a military base somewhere. I, you know, China decides to put a military base here. That's not a conspiracy. But they just label it, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. It will eventually happen. And when we learn about it, it will have been done for some time. And depending on the administration, if it's this administration, they will cover for China as long as they can. Incidentally, I one of the there was a, a quote from one of the hostages that was released in exchange for the six billion dollars. And he noted one of the things that he was most excited about learning the advances in technology, noting that when he was taken as a hostage, the iPhone 6 was the leading cutting edge of technology. And so he was really anticipating to see what advances had taken place. I So I see that in a report, and then it is noted that the hostages talked to Biden on the phone. And my thought was... <laughs> Like, so if these people are cut off from the world to the point that they don't even know what technology is existing, it seems to me they may also be cut off from recognizing what Joe Biden has become. And I'm thinking to myself, can you imagine that thinking, oh, we're going to talk to the president of the United States and I, I maybe they knew it was Biden. I, let's just say that they did know it was Joe Biden and they knew Joe Biden from being vice president during the the Obama administration when he still was there, mentally there. A little weird, but he was still mentally there. And they get uh, one of them gets off the phone to hand it to the other. And say, I could just see him putting his hand over the mouthpiece being like, I don't know what this is. This it says it's the president, but I think we have reason for grave concern here. You wonder if they even are like, do we really want to head back after a conversation with Joe Biden on the phone? Halfway through, you hear the the beeping of the buttons being pushed. And, uh, oh, man. What a, what a world that would be to be released back into. Zelensky. Going to be at the United Nations. The enthusiasm of funneling as much money as Zelensky wants for the war is waning. Not as exciting as it was. Let's just be honest. There's an emotional component to it. Uh, even people on the left, which they generally have a short attention span anyhow, uh, you know, they've stopped with the Ukrainian flag stuff. They've, you know, it, it, it's ju it's not top of mind. It, it's also a mixed bag, politically speaking, when it comes to elected officials. You have some that are just hardcore, like Pence and Nikki Haley, that are like, we absolutely have to just give them you know, just nonstop money. We cannot stop whatever is necessary. You have others that are, you know, hey, no blank check. And then some, yeah, we just shouldn't be doing this at all. Talking about elected officials. Uh, so it, it, it's not a clear-cut Republican one way, Democrat the other way. That being said, however, Republican voters are not, if they ever were, 
supportive of even sending tax dollars any longer. There's a piece, senior House GOP lawmaker, not enough votes in House Republican conference for any Ukrainian aid. A senior House Republican lawmaker telling Politico yesterday that there are not enough Republican votes to send any more Ukraine or aid to Ukraine. House Intelligence Committee Chair Mike Turner, who's a Republican from Ohio, he predicted Sunday that Zelensky, quote, makes the case better than anyone and could be very, very persuasive in getting reluctant Republicans to back more aid. One lawmaker's response to that was, quote, when Turner's pet unicorn has offspring, I'd like to buy one of the Colts, end quote. The lawmaker continued telling Politico, get out of here. That's just crazy. We don't have the votes in the Republican conference to do any Ukrainian funding. Politico also reported that Speaker Kevin McCarthy is not going to have a one-on-one meeting with Zelensky. Richard Stern, director of Heritage Foundation's Budget Center, noted uh, to bite Breitbart News that the total proposed aid to Ukraine this time around would cost $1,100 per household if one were to include Biden's requested $24 billion in aid to Ukraine. And that, uh, that uh, actually, I think that's total. And many have, of course, noted that that is not enough to cover the $700 that was promised to the people of Hawaii who were victims of the fire. But again, it is all about priorities. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. Never see it coming. There's a very significant number of, I think it's within one or three months, people that get into the industry after going through the school, getting certified, whatever all that entails for. Uh, real estate that end up dropping out. And I would contend, well, it, it's not necessarily the, or hasn't been for the last couple of years, the easiest industry, but people mistakenly think that being their own boss is just the greatest thing ever. Most people do need encouragement and direction. They, you know, they need benchmarks. It's just, that's just the way we are as human beings. We get satisfaction in that. That's why not everyone's an entrepreneur. And that's why not everyone's a boss. And that's why a lot of people who decide to work for themselves uh, and are responsible for their own hours, for setting their own appointments, fail at a much higher rate than somebody who actually goes into a job. So point being here is the best thing you can do for yourself if you find yourself frustrated or maybe wherever you are, maybe you've been doing it for years, but you feel stagnant, is to work for House 3 Realty under Emily Johnson. One-on-one training. Huge. That one-on-one training, Huge. Plus, every agent keeps 90% of their commission earned, regardless of how many homes you sell each year, and for a $250 office fee. You get personal office space, conference room, gym access, internet, business cards, branded marketing materials, and yard signs. Sounds a bit like a no-brainer to me. Emily Johnson, broker, owner, House Theory Realty. How do I find her? Well, you can search her online or just go to Nick's Endorsements, KSGF.com. Border Patrol under Biden separating migrant families. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Customs and Border Protection CBP officials have been separating children 
from their families during Joe Biden's presidency, despite Biden's attacks against former President Donald Trump for doing the same, according to a new report filed in a federal court in Los Angeles. Paul H. Wise, a pediatrician and juvenile care monitor in the long-running case of Flores v. Meese, submitted a report to the U.S. District Court for the Central District of California on Friday that claimed children who entered the country illegally were being separated from their parents. I thought that's not who we are. I remember, and I could, I, I, I bet I have the audio somewhere, during a debate, where Biden did that thing where he, he, like, the anger comes out at the idea of separating kids from their families at their border. Like, he was just furious. I, he, 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 he presented himself as this is so depraved and craven and horrific that I, 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 he lost his cool talking about this, that no civilized nation, and of, of course he's doing it. Even at their most theatrical moments, these people cannot be, but they're such lying sacks of crap. So the claim in court is that the children who entered the country illegally under the Biden administration are being torn from their parents' arms, separated. Which the pediatrician and juvenile care monitor learned after conducting inspections of intake facilities along the U.S. border with Mexico in August. Weiss's findings come despite Biden and congressional Democrats having strongly criticized the Trump administration. It's the same stuff. Obama started it. Trump was blamed for it. Trump stops it. Biden starts doing it again and silence in the media. Where all of you, I, I remember, uh, I've told this tale before, and I'm, probably it happened around here as well, but I just happened to be in Memphis in a particular neighborhood, and there was a, a church, and the church, it was during this whole period of time in which Democrats were feigning outrage at children being separated from their families and being put in the, quote, cages that Obama had constructed. They were, of course, being referred to as concentration camps under Trump and being and seen in the lawn of this church. It was a cage with baby Jesus in it and something about welcoming everyone. And so it was a dig at Trump. Where are all of these liberal, compassionate churches that rang their hands over the evil treatment of Trump separating families, separating families, separating families. We can't separate families, yet here it's happening in the, the Biden administration, not a word. And you know why? Because you all are lying pieces of crap as well. For all of you people who express total and complete outrage when the separation of families was happening under Trump, and now that it's happening once again under a isn't it amazing happened under Trump's the one who stopped it Biden brings back the good old days and all of you lying pieces of crap out there who got on social media to talk about how horrible it was who protested outside the offices of Republican lawmakers talking about how awful it was to separate families I hardly did we ever a day go by 
Where are you now? And here's something that you may not know for those of you that are listening. You don't actually care about kids. I genuinely believe some of you, most of you listening, you get, you, you, you're, you understand. I'm talking about the few out there who are the lefties that just saw the kids as an opportunity to trash on Trump. And I believe those of you who did that, many of you actually believe that you do care about kids. But if that's true, where's your outrage now? Oh, it's different, see. Because it wasn't about the kids. It was about Trump. And for all of the national media outlets that were down there that were demanding answers, all of the media outlets that were leading with these stories about children being separated from their parents and how awful and horrible, it never was about the children for you. It was about painting Trump in a horrible light. You used those kids. And now that they need your help, where are you? You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, I wanted to read a review for you this morning for my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Pyramid, or let me try that again. Ricky said, Pyramid Roofing just replaced my roof at my home. Josh came the first time, inspected my roof, came back when the adjuster was there, and returned to check my roof during installation. In a day when customer service is a rare thing, Josh and the Pyramid Roofing team were there to help me. I would definitely recommend them for all of your roofing needs. So if you are out there and you have no some issues with your roof, whether it be uh, hail damage from the storms earlier this summer or maybe some wind damage or your gutters are just not keeping up every time it rains. I highly recommend my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. They'll come out, they'll do a free estimate for you, and they'll get you on the books and make sure that your roof is ready the next time a storm rolls through the Ozarks. You can give them a call today and you can find all of that contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. Millions of Americans rightfully so shake their heads in embarrassment at John Fetterman being a U.S. senator. I, I think, however, that the the real embarrassment is the fact that the people of Pennsylvania put him there. I mean, that that to me is more embarrassing than the guy walking around wearing gym shorts and a hoodie. And now decorum has died in the Senate under Democrat leadership because Chuck Schumer has decided that he can wear whatever he wants. Now, the staffers that hardly make enough money to live, they still have to figure out a way to go pay for suits and everything. But the elites no longer have to abide by those rules because that's the standard approach for Democrats in particular. Uh, But there are some Republican elites, rules for thee, not for me. Fetterman has been attempting to respond to criticism of this, but once again demonstrates the embarrassment that is the electorate in Pennsylvania. Nate Silver, who is founder of the data news site 538, tweeted out a defense of Fetterman, saying starting a new political party for uh, people who don't give a blank either about how John Fetterman dresses or what Lauren Boebert does in a theater. Silver's position on this is that this is irrelevant stuff. Why do people even care about this? So he's saying, I'm going to start a new political party for people who don't care about this idiotic stuff. Fetterman responded by attacking Silver, who is defending Fetterman. 
He responded to the message by insulting him, tweeting out, I dress like you predict. In other words, suggesting that he, he has poor predictions. Fetterman's insult confused social media users, given Silver's message supporting the Democrat. Greg Price writing, so Fetterman's handlers decided to insult the guy who defended him by admitting that their boss dresses like crap. Former President Donald Trump senior advisor Stephen Miller noted John Fetterman finds it hilarious that he's turned the Senate into a coddling daycare for an emotional stunted man-child with severely arrested development in which uh, Fetterman, Mediate staffer Isaac Shore wrote, attacks Nate Silver for arguing that the controversy over his wardrobe is driven by partisans. And by the way, it's not driven by partisans. The, the only partisan component to this is that all of the sudden Democrats are fine with there being no decorum in the Senate. In addition to that, Representative Marjorie Taylor, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene called the rule change disgraceful, noting that removing the dress code to allow gym shorts and hoodies on the Senate floor is lowering the bar. To which Fetterman responded to her comments on MSNBC, quote, Her platform, you know, really, she runs on more and more ding-a-ling, you know, picks, you know, on in meetings over in Congress, end quote. So as coherent as usual. Oh, but Congresswoman Boebert who was vaping in a theater and got handsy with her boyfriend. That's the real scandal here. <laughs> Not fe- Even in the context of Fetterman, it's why? For this guy? The U.S. Senate is trashing all decorum for U.S. Senators for this guy? The brilliant mind of John Fetterman? Uh, just, I, I, I really find it difficult to not believe that Democrats are on a mission to destroy everything about this country, including its reputation. News in 60 seconds.